minimalists. <laughs> All right, welcome to a postscript episode here, Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. So, guys, we, we don't do advertisements because advertisements suck. Yeah, and uh, and we so we, we are this this beautiful studio space we're in is supported by our Patreon supporters, and Sean is mostly supported by our Patreon supporters podcast sean over here um and we're grateful for you all and we have a bonus episode today this is, we call these postscript episodes so every wednesday we have a separate feed it's just for our our patreon supporters called the minimalist private podcast and mm-hmm. we we do ask the minimalist anything and other stuff but then every week we do a little postscript episode and we have uh two questions that, that we usually just do one question but they, these were both really similar Sam asks, what's the difference between sadness, depression, overwhelm, and despair, and how do we overcome these emotions? And then Susan asked, what are your best tips to deal with anxiety? So I'd fit anxiety in there as well. Um, I had a pithy answer because I I, I initially was going to pick this for the lightning round. and just three words that stood out to me. Regret informs us about the past. Overwhelm informs us about the present. Despair informs us about the future. Um, the other thing I wrote down here is we often do sadness. Um, I, I know for me, like when I get into a funk, um, I can say I'm depressed, but it's usually just like a funk, right? It's yeah. not, it's not clinical depression. It's not what my father was dealing with. Um, but, um, but, but quite often it just means like getting out and doing the things I don't want to do. Like I know immediately if I change my physiology, if I go do 20 squats and 20 push-ups, all of a sudden like something has changed and I go out and walk in the sun for 15 minutes. I may not feel a hundred percent better, but I don't feel worse. Yeah. You guys want to talk a little bit about that? Let's talk about, let's talk about sadness and depression and overwhelm and despair and anxiety. So I have uh, a story that's that's maybe useful, and I, I think it's important to to mention that a lot of these things are, are natural reactions to stuff that happens all the time, right? So it's okay to feel sad, it's okay to feel depressed, and you know, depending on what's happening in your life, that may well be a natural reaction. And then as things start to get better and other things start to come into play, then you know you'll get over those. So there's there's definitely a difference between what's just a natural. Um, say bereavement reaction or loss reaction or stress reaction versus what's then a, a chronic mental health issue and my uh, so uh, uh, one of my best friends um, uh, hopefully he doesn't mind me talking about it. I'm sure he doesn't he, he was one of the best uh, uh, one of the groomsmen at my wedding mm. uh, three weeks ago he moved congratulations by thanks the way. Um, so he uh, he got married a few years ago and very early on, after uh, getting married, uh, him and his wife moved moved to New Zealand. They're but b- both British. And you know, after a f- after a few months, maybe, maybe close to a year, uh, he calls me up and he's like, uh, "Tommy, you know, I've been feeling depressed. Um, finding things really hard. I went to the doctor. I prescribed this antidepressant. Um, you know, what, what what do you think about it? You know, like, do you have any thoughts? You know, that anything that can help and." What's very obvious to me as an outsider is that he has left his social support network. He has gone to somewhere where he doesn't know anybody, where he doesn't like his job, where he found out that he doesn't like his wife. Um, and then that uh, manifests itself as depression. He's not depressed. That is an entirely normal reaction to a life that you don't enjoy. Yeah, and a pill isn't going to make that And a that pill is better. definitely not going to fix that. So... Um, you know, eventually, I don't like to think that it was just due to conversations with me, but also with other friends and people in his family. He realized that what he needed to do was, you know, leave 
his relationship and move back to the UK and find a job that he liked, all of those things that he uh, he has since done, and he is no longer depressed. And so he was not depressed that required a pill. It was just a normal reaction to life. So it's sort of figuring some of that out, I think is going to be you know part of the important thing. You know, Maybe it's just a, a normal reaction to what's happening in your life. And do you need to address those things rather than you know worrying about your despair or medicating your despair? You know, Maybe there's actually some action that you can take, which is, I mean... And if, if it's really bad and you have, you know, significant mental health issues, getting, you know, that activation energy is super high. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but, you know, that may be where you need to start. It sounds to me also like, so, so the things I talked about, like changing your physiology, that's a good short-term response. It's not going to fix this guy's life situation, though. So they're long-term, like... <coughs> Excuse me, there are long-term situational changes as well. So we talked earlier during the regular podcast about changing geography. I don't think that often fixes the problem. I mean, sometimes we're running away from something. But maybe if you're running to something that is a better support system for the life that you're trying to lead, then that makes a lot of sense. Hmm. So, so I know quite often we... I think about anxiety in all of this and I tend to be a, a pretty anxious person just like that's my default again Ryan if he was here he's the exact opposite he's go with the flow and yeah whatever like you know just whatever works it works and and um, I I admire that and, and and can be I could certainly see why I would be envious of that but also my part of my anxiety also allows me to get a certain amount of things done that I don't think I would otherwise get done uh, I, I and so realizing a lot of the pressure that we put on ourselves is is internal and being able to deal with with uh, my friend Rob Bell um, he has a great book called How to Be Here. And, and one of the things he, he talks about is all the things that you're, you're carrying right now, you picked up. And so you can probably put them down as well. And so the things you're just talking about, like we don't realize that. We get to the destination we're at and like, man, this is a heavy load that, yeah. that I picked up. And, and yes, I might be in a relationship that is no longer ideal for me. And maybe it even was ideal for a particular part, uh, time in my life. And in, in that book, he also talks about the difference between uh, graduating from a situation versus divorcing it. Like you want to be able to graduate before you have to divorce the situation. But sometimes you get to a point where you, you have to divorce the situation. And, and, and realizing that we walk away from a chapter in our life to walk towards something else, it's not going to be consistent in perpetuity. In fact, it, it shouldn't be. You know, We age, we get more wise, but things also change. Our circumstances change. We have kids, we get married. And, and because of that, you're going to have a different life from what you had when you were 19 years old. And that's not a bad thing. It, it can be a beautiful thing. It can be a beautiful new chapter. So um, I, I, think, I think quite often we have to ask ourselves, what is, what is the circumstance that got us into this sadness or depression? And, and maybe it's diet related. Maybe it's relationship related. Maybe it's career related. And then what are the steps to remove me? Uh, we had TK Coleman on last week. He's one of my favorite sort of philosophers. Um, and he, 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 we, we did this uh, quick chat with him and uh, we talked about quitting the job that you hate. We did this YouTube video with him and someone asked like, how do I quit this job that I hate? And he's like, well, just find a job that you hate less. Like that's the first step. You don't, the, the step isn't like I need to go. I need need to jump from this job I hate to dream job that's absolutely perfect for me. What's the job that you hate a little bit less? And then how do I move from that 
and get the skills from that to, to move to something that I hate less. And eventually you're like, oh, I don't hate what I'm doing. How do I find the thing that I like more? And the thing that I like more, but then also the thing we talked about during the main podcast is also being happy with what is enough. And, and realizing, man, some of these anxieties that I have for myself is because I want more, 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 mm-hmm. more, more. I think there's also a potential biological underpinning for depression as well that you yeah. should talk about. You might genuinely have something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and we did we touched on that in the main podcast, which is, you know, for a certain subset of uh, depression... Uh, particularly that's the that's the easiest example just because it's um it's 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 been well studied is is an an inflammatory cause and again that's some kind of thing that you're exposed to that the immune system reacts to and some of the things that the immune system produces um as part of that response can you know change your brain and change the way you interpret and interact with the environment so again there are perfectly you know natural um social reasons for your feelings that may well get better but then there are other things that could be um things you're exposing yourself to in the environment that then could be could be having the same effect so it does require um some introspection and and, um, analysis to try and figure out where that's coming from and whether that's a a natural short-term reaction or whether a long-term thing and whether there's uh, things you you know steps you can take um and again you know even if we don't know what the cause is of of a particular um issue you know there are plenty of uh, studies to show that uh you know if we if we're talking about mental health um yoga meditation um aerobic exercise like walking or strength training or um uh, improving your diet you know just the quality of your diet like all of those things can have benefits and actually you know particularly when you start to stack them up it's it's, it's very probable that they're going to have a, a a bigger effect than whatever medication could be offered to you so there's lots of simple th- you know even if we can't identify the cause at any one time there's lots of simple steps that you can take that will usually sort of get you along the way and all those things you just mentioned, the, the yoga, the exercise, meditation, those are all things that have helped me with anxiety mm-hmm. as well. And, and I found that, that not having to be perfect, we we're talking about the, the, the Dan Harris thing where it's like one minute is, is meditation. And with Sam Harris, it's like three months in a cave. Um, and, and you don't have to, and quite often that the, we, we, our affinity for completion is like, well, if, if it's not perfect, if, if I don't have the three months to do silent retreat or 10 days even to do a silent retreat, then I, I forget I'm not even going to try meditate, med- meditating. And I've, exercise is the same for me. I, I, uh, I, I do a body weight exercise every, every day. It's 18 minutes long. I know it's 18 minutes because that's, t- that's when I'm exhausted. But I've also realized that like 18 minutes is, is, a plenty, is plenty of time, but I always have 18 minutes. But guess what? Even if I don't, what if I only do it for nine? Well, that's certainly better than doing it for zero minutes. It doesn't yeah. have to be perfect. It's always better than nothing. Um, and I have a pull-up bar right underneath my, my bathroom door, so we go from the bedroom to the, to the bathroom. And I know I do 60 pull-ups a day just because I, every time I go to the bathroom, I drink a lot of water. I'll, just go, I'll bust out six right. pull-ups really quickly. And you build up that habit over time, So you, and you have these little triggers that help, help you deal with, with the anxiety as well. So I think those are, those are good practical tips. It's, it's, it's not the, the magic pill, but in many ways, it, it actually is. It, it, it feels a bit magical. It's like once you start doing some of these things, it, does, it doesn't eliminate the anxiety, but it definitely reduces it. There's actually a documentary right now on, on Netflix called The Magic Pill, which is about um, 
sort of the kind of dietary approaches that we usually use sort of paleo-esque and real food and how they can have a you know benefit pretty much every disease that that we're seeing a lot of so sometimes you know if, if you consider that it's a not a pill it could still be pretty magical if you if, if you um if you take the time to do it yeah well gentlemen thank you so much for taking your time today i really appreciate it thank you thank you the minimalists <laughs>